I'm Helena Mooney, and if you're wanting practical, respectful, and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello again, lovely Marion. It's so good to have you back on. Hello, lovely Helen. I'm so happy to be back. Good. Now I'm sitting here in my office with my dog sitting on my lap. I know. So lovely. I think she's feeling a bit stressed actually because um, we went away on the weekend and she was stayed with some friends for three nights and she's come back and she's been a bit unsettled, poor little mite. Yes. So, um, Yes, very, getting, very uh, relevant, I'm sure, isn't it, in terms of animals and children and adults, the feelings around separations and confusions yes. around that. Actually, should we talk about separation? <laughs> talk about something else. But I'm actually thinking with Marley sitting on my lap, I think we should okay. talk about separation. <laughs> I love Definitely that. Listening. We were going to talk about anger, but I actually think the fact that <laughs> Marley, my dog, is suffering <laughs> separation. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, because I, I wish I had known because I got so just that I, I did something once on it and I've gone back because I remember coming up with some new ideas around it and now I've forgotten what those ideas were but I trust that they'll come up again as we talk for separation <laughs> for your dog or for your children no they were for children but I do think you know I, I really love that Marley's brought this because you know animals do feel dogs to their feelings it really does and and I suppose it's sort of relevant especially for those oh my gosh she's licking my face um <laughs> but I know that when Emily was younger and other people were talking about sleepovers and we did sleepovers from quite young with family friends yes. and um, people would always say oh whenever they go back the next morning oh my child is trying to pay me back um for leaving them as if like it was a like um, retribution yeah. yes <laughs> yeah um and so I think maybe we could talk a bit more about yes. that that it's yes. our children not being no um I can't <laughs> even try to get revenge. revenge 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 yes because <laughs> we often talk about children or are they manipulating us and um you know, they're making Do us we? feel bad. Do we? we don't. <laughs> you don't, lovely Marion. <laughs> Other people do. <laughs> but there is in our culture. Yeah, in, in culture, our culture, there's there a prevailing is, yes, view that children, yes. you know, are manipulating us, or that they have fake cries, or that they're putting it on, and you know, all those sort of negative connotations about our children's behaviour. When in actual fact. They just have feelings <laughs> and needs. Yes. And needs. And actually, I would like to say, because you know, I always like to go big picture, that's the same for adults. We have just as many judgments around the feelings and needs of adults and parents. So, you know, it's not just how we treat children. This culture is very unfriendly, isn't it, for pretty much everyone of any age? <laughs> yes. Although I think they're trying to be more friendly with yes, the whole I sort of man up, not man up, but you know, um, you know, encouraging men to express their feelings. Yeah, I think the culture is definitely changing. But yeah, I think we're really more talking about old-fashioned culture. I mean, that's that's been going on for a long, long time. Mm. That is changing and shifting in all of these ways. Which your amazing work is is such a key in part your of. Marion, in your footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know sometimes we can apply things to like adults yes. that still fail to yes. see the connection for children. So you yes. know the fact that Marley just she cannot get close enough to me right now yes. because she yes. has had three yes. three nights, probably three whole days away, and she's obviously feeling unsettled. Yes. Um, 
And this is how it would be for our pre-verbal children. I was thinking that's so relevant, isn't it, for pre-verbal children? And also in terms of what we were saying before we started, that I always feel sad when I, you know, with our dog too, is because they don't have any, I mean, I do think they do have instinctual understanding and, and knowing that we don't have, there's a great book called, you know, dog, what's it called? Dogs that know when our, their owners are coming home. So they've actually done studies. Really? I know we're not talking about that, but, you know, how animals that actually do, um, do know uh, who have kind of that kind of information. But anyway, that's well not where we were going today. But if you think about it for children as well, and particularly the younger they are, it's very similar, isn't it? But particularly for babies who, who if they're left even for a little while, they don't, they don't have any cognitive understanding that we're coming back. That's the whole, yeah, it's such an important thing, I think, to understand what they, what they understand and what they don't understand. And that's so normal and natural when they've been, when they've been left for them to, to feel scared because I'm not being very articulate today. I'm so sorry. You, you know, like babies who are left alone, they have no understanding of how long, you know, we're going to be back in no. five minutes or 10 minutes or any amount of time. For them, they're living in the eternal now. So I think having these understandings of, of children's actual cognitive understanding is so important in parenting. I think it makes it so much easier for us to be compassionate, isn't it, when we actually think about what the world is like through their eyes. Yes, because to us, we think, well, my baby's fine. They're in their room. Everything's fine. Or they're with a friend who I trust my child with completely. They're, you know, yes. they're fine. They're physically yes. fine. But yes. to our babies and small children, they don't understand. Yes. And if, especially if they don't have a relationship with whoever they've yes. been left with, certainly exactly. to begin with, it's really hard. And so particularly yes. those who are starting with a nanny or starting yes. in childcare, Yep. That child doesn't have a connection with who they're being left with, so it's it's really difficult. Yes, yeah, and even if they do, you know, it's really normal and natural for them. Of course, for us, because we've been we're often with them the most of the time, that we've become very attuned to their to what they need and what they like and what they don't like. So even if they're going with someone that they do know, but who just doesn't know them as well as we do, it's really normal and natural for them to come back and then have a lot of big feelings about not being not being understood in the ways that that they're really used to and for them to need to cry or to be to be frustrated or to be um you know to have outrage to feel sad to feel confused and to to need to cry and have tantrums to to let us know not for revenge as you were saying but simply because they need to have those feelings heard and and again I think we put ourselves in their shoes and perhaps you were with a we're with someone we don't know so well and they perhaps do all these things. I don't know if you can think of an example, but, well, you know, they I don't know. cook different food. They cook food that we hate. and times. <laughs> and <laughs> we put on music that we really just, you know, just mm. really hate rock music or something. We hate rock music. I don't know. It's so normal and natural to, to, to feel that if someone doesn't really know us very well, to feel that discomfort in our bodies and our feelings. So I think it's so helpful isn't always to put ourselves in their shoes and to, understand what they might be experiencing so we can respond compassionately to them it is but often in the heat of the moment it's hard to do that yes so going, hard. Well, yes you're fine I don't know what the problem yes. is why yes. are you getting and, and often then they would get upset over something seemingly trivial yes yes I mean, why are you getting so upset about having the wrong color plate or whatever yes. it is when they come so home. what is going what oh, is what going is on right? there what would you like to tell your lovely <laughs> listeners What's happening about when they are having a big reaction to something that is so small, especially if they've been separated from us? Well, it just gives, I always describe it as a catalyst. It's just something Ooh. that they can really focus on. Yes. Because 
and it helps get those feelings out. So they focus on something tangible. Sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hello, Marley, you're lovely. <laughs> I'll have to post a photo of her. She is very cute. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's really trying to rub against my face now. And so, so it can go either way. Our children can get particularly yes. clingy when, when we collect them and, and really. Yes. Or. <laughs> or they can, they can put, then we can do the equivalent of licking your face yes <laughs> or they can go on they can be really can they uh, you know it's attachment behavior to be very clingy and not to be want to be put down if they're mm. young as well just to hold onto our legs so they're all attachment behaviors actually aren't they do you want to talk a bit more about that? And well, actually, you're going to say um, what the, no, what the other response could be. Okay, well, uh, I mean, really understanding attachment theory, that, that how our children respond after they've been separated really also actually tells them a lot about their, uh, uh, you know, how their attachment status with us, because there's secure attachment, there's insecure attachment, not, to, not for us to go into fear and worry about that, but to really, that again, for me, I think it's the more ways we can help ourselves remember to be compassionate, which is really hard often. But whatever we can do to help us remember what they might be going through. And yes, yeah, so, when they so, cling to us yes. in those times, that's actually yes. a healthy response because they want to yes. be near yes. us. Attachment behavior is one of the key things is, is clinging and, and seeking closeness and proximity, especially if there's a kind of been a separation. That's them wanting to reconnect and feel connected again with us yes uh, we should talk more about this another time I think the whole yes. journey oh, attachment. of attachment yes, yes and how people have found out about it and discovered you know oh let's do that Bowlby John Bowlby yeah amazing <laughs> work but contentious at the time it's extraordinary anyway so that they can um want to really cling to us and and yes and be near us because that's so fundamental yes. and the younger the child the more they need to feel that yes. connection with us yes because it's like a survival response really yeah. isn't it I think of these things like attachment is being like a so based in our in our origins as human beings you know to to and if you look at uh, any kind of if you look at chimps and monkeys and all kinds of things you see so often isn't it that thing <laughs> the little ones just clinging on to the yeah to the mum or the dad as they go about their day it's like because we don't no, we don't have pouches. They need to cling on to us to be close. And I think it's so, so primal. That was the word I'm looking for, isn't it? That, that need it for is. closeness. Such a core need for safety. <laughs> what, and she, what's Marley up to now? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Marley is really, get... she's really showing, showing it. Isn't <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I, I'm getting annoyed. Yes. I'm yes, getting quite irritated yes. because I'm wanting to talk to you. Yes. And she's just wanting to sort of rub her face against mine. And, and, and I can't get close enough to the microphone. It's really annoying. <laughs> So uh, isn't it wonderful how they she's brought to us exactly what you know that's exactly what we can feel, isn't it? Like, but I just need to get on, and we do Come have these lives, and we get the breakfast or the dinner <laughs> yes. or so many other things to actually have the time to really sink into. I think also remembering how important we are to our children, especially when they're younger. I want to say, as a mother of a seventeen-year-old and nearly thirteen-year-old, um, I know those times can seem like they last a long time, but they'll get to be a point where. The teenager really, you know, was happy to spend time, but really would much prefer to be <laughs> hanging out with her friends and doing many, many other things. And that the, the roles have really reversed me. Like, I'm, oh my gosh, she actually wants to, you know, any any opportunity that she comes and sits, I'm going to go and sit and, <laughs> and yes. take that opportunity. So I think that can help as well, that, that this doesn't last forever, this, this deep longing and need for closeness, particularly because after it is separation. A need, it's, a it? it really it's a core need. It's a core need. Really? Yeah. Yeah, profound 
core need. It really is. Yeah. Um, and actually, and I think again, that's a cultural thing, isn't it? That we come from this culture, and I, I love looking at the, the history of our culture and consciousness. Is that we we really live in this culture still? That we, you know, there's the end of that believes that you know, in order to get children to be independent, you need to try and get them to be independent early on. It really, it's not an understanding of attachment theory, which is the opposite. No. The more we respond in an attuned way and meet their needs that then they internalize that and they have that sense of security and safety that means they can actually go off and and be more independent because they've internalized that knowing that we are there when they need us but our culture doesn't understand that does it? it's like try and push them out push them out get them to be independent doesn't work like that it's the opposite isn't it because the more you push them away the more that they can either cling or they can become aggressive yes um and and that's when things start to get really tricky. Yes. Um, and yes. actually just thinking about some, uh, so many things to talk about. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> so interesting. But it? even what's interesting with Marley is that Emily, yes. who's 10, was saying, oh, she doesn't seem that happy since she's come back. So I think she was thinking, and I even sort of felt an element of it going, well, maybe Marley was happier at, at our oh, friend's house. Maybe oh, that's was it. Maybe oh, she oh, us. Oh, and I think, oh. I know, it's... You know, for a rational forty-five-year-old woman, <laughs> we, we all have. <laughs> that's these emotions, yes, yes, and um, and that's not the case at all. And sometimes no. we can think, oh, maybe our children have more fun when they're at childcare. Where maybe they have more fun when they're at granny's, and and they give them what I can't give. Them. I often hear that going. I should, um, you know, my children need more stimulation away from me because mm. they're just bored at home. But that's not the case at all. Our children, yes, we can, no. we can do things together. and Yes. But, um, gosh, Marley, you're being very useful today. <laughs> yes, you're so useful. You know, and the same, isn't it, when they come back and, they, and they're suddenly upset, as you say, about tiny things. or, mm. or And so often we've both heard, haven't we, the grandmas or whoever's, and they'll come back and they say they're as good as gold. They've been oh, so yes. well-behaved in inverted commas and all this, and they'll come back and they're, they're either Terrible. clinging or having tantrums or they're crying or they're hitting the dog or they're doing all these things because they, they feel safe with us to let the yes. feelings out. So, when, again, it's holding that um, context, isn't it? The more we can remember that they love us, where we are really important to them and yeah. that we can then hold that with loving compassion as much as possible to listen to the big feelings uh, to be close, to offer more closeness so that they can actually. <laughs> Marley is now trying to get Marley's behind you on the chair. Me, which is actually a bit better. But now, because I've cuddled her, she's yes. now feeling calmer. There we go. There, I and love when this. we meet our children's needs yes. and our dog's needs, um, <laughs> and partners. And partners' needs, yes. <laughs> the list is endless, isn't it? But when we can meet their needs, then yes. they're much happier. Like she's happier now. Yes. She just yes. needed that reassurance and that cuddle and that reconnection. And now she's yes. happy just to, yes. I'm perching on the edge of my chair now. <laughs> but um, so, so sometimes, I, it is, sometimes it is the need, isn't it? And the closest that sometimes there is still that. And I think it can be helpful to go. I think also sometimes parents will go, but you know, I have, I've been cuddling on the couch for yes. like, half an hour and they're still whiny and agitated and they're trying to hit or they're trying to have a big cry and like what's going on what's you know like you may have those thoughts what's wrong with them and it's mm. nothing wrong with them this is the amazing psyche it's trying to express all the the confusion or the overwhelm or the sadness or whatever it is so they can release those feelings and and go back to feeling calm and happy and enjoying being at home again yes because that's the thing they focus on 
I say the wrong colour plate, but it could be yes. turned on the wrong TV show or you're yes. reading the wrong book. Or, and yes. if you try and fix it and you'll fix the first thing and then five yes. minutes later they'll get annoyed about something else and you just go, oh my goodness, nothing. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? Yes. Um, but those are pretexts and those yes. are real opportunities, aren't they? To yes. move in either with some beautiful play yes. or to, to be there and listen to the upset feelings that come pouring out. And yes. sometimes we can think, oh, well, maybe grandma does things better. Because I had one mum who said, oh, well, my mother-in-law says, well, they're never like that with me. And so then she started to doubt her own mothering abilities. Well, maybe granny knows better. Maybe granny does parenting better so that, you know, that's why the children don't behave badly with them, but clearly are just being horrendous with me. And so, you know, I needed to reassure her. They're going, no, you're her safe space. They've held it all together while they were away, coupled with wanting to be with you and not sure how long it's going to last and blah, 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 blah. Yes. And then with you, they're letting it out, which yes. they wouldn't dare with yes. grandma. Yes. And so similar, isn't it, with partners as well. I think that's always a helpful thing to remember that, that in partnerships, it's like our children with us, is we generally assume that those partnerships are going to go on for a long time. So it creates that safety to, to let out the uncomfortable feelings and, yes. and act in ways that we wouldn't do if it's like a casual acquaintance who may never speak to us again if we get a little bit angry and frustrated. So really no, my knowing... my cops quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm. and it's knowing that's how the psyche works, isn't it? Is that, that we wait for the safe spaces where we know that we can be ourselves and we can feel the feelings and we can express them and, and still be loved and, and yes. heard and... And the more that we can offer our children that when they're little, I was really thinking the other day, the less they're going to search for it in um, unhelpful places when they're older, because it's such, it can be such a big thing to fill when you're older that that you can't actually fill it sometimes. So the more that we give to our children now, I'm feeling a bit deep now, Mm. the the more that we can give to our children now, the more cuddles and tension and what they need Yes. the more as you said the more confident the more independent well we don't really want to be independent we want to be interdependent, interdependent um, yes. but you know the more freer they're going to be when they're older and and less dependent on on seeking out comfort in ways that are not actually healthy does that yes. make sense that yeah it makes total sense because it's it's really the internalizing isn't it that's you know it's one of my passions as you know mm. that we internalize what we receive so how our needs responded to as children so if we know you know our needs are welcome and they can be met and we have that we internalize that sense of connection we we then travel life with this sense of compassionate connection inside of us and then at least a whole different experience of life that we don't have that that like desperation to try and find that outside because we have it inside of us. And, you know, most of us growing up in the paradigm, we did have needed to, you know, we yeah. need to get work on getting to that point. But ideally if we're, if we're aiming to give the, the respond in these compassionate ways to our children's needs and feelings, that's how they respond to their own needs and feelings. So I often find this a helpful thing. And a few of my clients have been talking about it lately is really thinking, how do you want your child to talk to yourself and, talk to them like that respond to them like that if you want them to to take care of their needs and you know rest when they're tired we you know respond to them like that if we want them to have a compassionate inner dialogue and not a harsh one then you know our words will get internalized by them so we have so so much power as parents and also to be deeply compassionate with ourselves about how hard that can be and that we can always repair and this doesn't mean doing it 100 percent of the time this means doing enough of the time that they get they really get this 
And that's the thing I think with also separation is yes, it's never to say never separate from your child. And because no, you know, they need to, that wouldn't that would also not be helpful. Do you want to talk more about never. that? Um, well, I really like trusting our child's timing. I think we, uh, and I, I really like to also include that highly sensitive children. So if anyone's not familiar with that work, I really love the work of Elaine Aron to look at highly sensitive children, that a, a certain percentage of the population is highly sensitive. And so highly sensitive children are um, take longer to, to be willing to separate. So, But each child does have their own journey around that. And I think the more we can trust our children, listen to their cues, you know, some children want to have sleepovers, they'll be really happy to. No, like Emily, desperate for sleep. Yeah, then some are, and some and will avoid. not want to. Some will yeah. not want to until they're twelve, ten, or twelve. And, mm. and I think it's like for everything is, is as much as we can really listen to, to them as individuals. And and I, I think also holding that loving. I always think of loving encouragement. It's like to really see where their choice is coming from. Do they are they are they not wanting to separate? Is that because that's really where they're at, or do they have some feelings around separation? That are bubbling up so we could talk about that as well yeah how would you differentiate then between because the reality is that many children do need to separate yes, because yes. parent both parents are working yes. out of the home yes so how would you manage or how would you know whether your child is not wanting to separate because they're full of fear or whether yes. they're just not ready uh i think it's quite a tricky thing to discern and i think sometimes as you say that it's uh, you know parents are in a position where where they they need their child to be separate, they need to have their child in daycare or family daycare or you know various different arrangements and and I think then I think one of the most important things is for us to feel this um, deep sense of um, confidence in the place that we're sending to or the person yes. that we're sending to because I think if we're if we're not sure about that person or that place, it's gonna we're not going to be able to provide that sense of um, confidence and reassurance. For them, so I think that's one really important thing for us to do whatever we can to find places and people to care for our children that that we you know that we feel a deep sense of trust. I am happy, yeah, trust. Mm-hmm. I am happy that my child's needs will will get met here. So I think that's one really important thing. And then I think is really knowing it's really normal and natural for children to have big feelings around separation, and for as much as possible for us to support them and those to go slowly with the separation process, not push them into it and you know, I know so many parents I've worked with I'm sure you have too is who where schools and schools and daycare and kinder and whatever country you live in you know different words but do, do not understand the process of separation and who often will say you know just just leave when they're not looking mm-hmm. or just leave they'll be fine when you go and really not understanding that actually it's really important to give children the space and opportunity to express their feelings around being separate for us from us especially if it's not something that they're really wanting or choosing. Um, and the more space we can give for them to listen to the, the crying and the raging, the more they get to express those. And those feelings aren't going to come out then when they, you know, have their first boyfriend and, and you know, that they break up and yeah. they have this, um, this overwhelming grief that comes up. It's actually not yeah. about the boyfriend. It's about earlier times in life. And also remembering as well, if, if a child has been separated like after birth, if they're in an incubator or in a special care baby unit or separated for various reasons, those feelings, if they didn't get to be expressed earlier on, will come up around separations, um, you know, when they're older. So to really, and so it's really normal and natural for children to need to cry a lot with us when they're being separated from us. It's, it's such a normal thing. And 
you know, there are things we can do. We listen to the crying. We can make sure we listen to the crying when we're with them so that they're not being left alone to cry or they're not being left to cry with, particularly if the person they're being left with isn't comfortable with crying. Which few people are. I mean, you hear are. some amazing yeah. places, but I, the vast yes. majority is just go. Yeah. Go. And they're really understanding that they'll say they're fine when you left, but, but the thing is it's, the more they can express those feelings at the time, the more those feelings leave their bodies and then they're actually going to be more, again, more comfortable to leave us because they know that those feelings have left their body. They're not sitting on a whole huge stack of grief that hasn't been expressed that will come up later in life and show up. And also then, of course, there's all the attachment play and the games you can play to help children and separation. That's your area of expertise. I wonder, I wonder if you want to share, share, share some of those that well, can really one help the, children one of the, separate. Perfect first ones is the peekaboo or peepo, you yes. know, the little ease that you just yes. hide behind your hands. I'm, yes. I'm doing the actions right now. Yes, I know. And I love you the actions. Suddenly pop Hello. out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that's the whole disconnection behind your hands and then the reappearance. So, you, you know, your child yes. can giggle, your baby can giggle, going, oh, there she is. And the giggling, yes. great stress release. Yeah. So even though they're you know obviously delighted to see you again, they're sort of releasing some of the stress of not seeing you, and then oh, yes. there you are again, and then you can do yeah. that together, and then you progress as your child gets older and, and do hide and seek. I mean, it's really simple games, but again, yes. and I was looking after a girl whose parents were going through a separation, and so that was a really you know understandably tough time, and she would have been about three, three or four, and yes. she found hide and seek really difficult. Whereas my daughter was just. You know, yeah. it was in our house, so of course she was more comfortable and she would just hide anywhere. But this little girl yeah. who I had, we had a really good relationship with, and so she wouldn't want to be – We had, she had to be in the same room or we couldn't close a door or there was yes. really big feelings. So yes. I, um, at one point, either she, I think she was hiding or I was hiding and she found me. Anyway, there was just a – she just had a huge, huge cry. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't about just that particular game. There was – you know, she had yeah. so much more going on in her life. So – to then be able to really be with her while she oh, cried so and raged and sort of yes. cried. It was, it was really powerful, really yes. amazing. And yeah. on that, I know we're talking about play, but going then back to the crying, Marin, you were so helpful with me, particularly with George one time, because I, had, I would work from home and had have a babysitter at home to look after with him, which he would really like. But he yes. hated the fact that I was in the office and he was meant to go and play with Katie. Yes. And so you helped, we sort of engineered it. And so for those of you who can't listen at, pre, at preschool or at daycare because there just isn't the yes. facilities there or the, you know, the capacity there to do it or you just don't have the time, you yeah. can do this at another time. Yay, yes. and, and so we sort of set up this mock, well, I'm going to go and work now and you're going to play with Marion. And, um, and I didn't leave and I stayed yes. and we stayed together and he had the opportunity to cling to me whilst you were there and I could listen to his feelings and, you know, it was a really big process. Um, And at the end he was happily toddling off with you. And I've actually done that with my babysitter as well. And it's such a powerful thing to do. And and, um, she was really struck by, wow, if somebody had listened to me when I was little, it was really incredible for her to witness a small child being listened to in that way. So there are really amazing things that you can do you can listen to your children's feelings yes and sort of engineer even like um if it's normally you who puts your child to bed yes. and it's your partner and yes. then they go I don't want to be with dad I want you then that's yes. a really good opportunity for you perhaps both of you to stay in the room listening but then yes. gently saying no dad's going to put you tonight bed tonight yes. no I don't want daddy yeah. 
because that's somebody you trust with and like with you I would trust (laughs) it was really powerful to do that but it can bring up so many feelings in us because we all know the pain of yes well, um, most of us. I'm in yeah. shop, not finding my mum, and that was. Just, oh, really? I still oh. feel that so clearly. Yes. But yeah, to be separate and not getting to not getting to be heard. I think that's really no. understanding the difference for most of us. No judgment. Our parents is just you know, this information even was not hardly even known back then. That um, it's having someone listen to our feelings after after the separation, after the well, that's that's what makes all the difference, and it may not be. You know, if someone's new to this approach and they haven't done it, it's never too late to start. What I love about what no. Anika Sorta talks yeah. about is those feelings for us. You know, we're still doing our own inner work, aren't we, Helena, with each oh, other yeah. quite often. Yes, those feelings are. will come up however many years later to be heard mm. and healed and for us to actually really listen compassionately to how scary, how scared we felt or how overwhelmed we felt. Or, and to know that it's really normal and natural. It's so normal and natural, and, and including at bedtime, it's a separation. They're going into a totally different state of consciousness. It's mm. natural for them to have feelings about that, and you know, particularly if they're sleeping uh, you know, not with someone, they're, it's normal and natural for them to have feelings about that. So it's really normalising feelings around separation, isn't it? About loss and fear and overwhelm and sadness and grief, they're all really normal, natural feelings, and that when we can listen to our children in those feelings, they get to release them from their bodies. So they actually have more capacity to go into life with confidence, confidence. and exuberance and, okay, yeah. I am going to go. And the, the paradox is the less we can listen to those feelings, but the less likely they're going to want to separate from us or otherwise, or they go the other way, as you say, and they'll just go, no, I will go because I've kind of given up. And yeah. just go and I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you go, see if I care. <laughs> yeah that clearly never happened to me (laughs) (laughs) but it can be that sometimes when we pick up our children they can be like angry to see us or completely disinterested and you're saying oh why but I'm here I'm here and that's that's not them not wanting to be with you it's it's painful to be away from you and so sometimes it can be painful to then see you again and um, reconnect and to reconnect and um yeah, it can be hard for children. So, and for us. And for us. <laughs> I don't know about you. I remember because we we're both from England originally. I don't know about you, but I always remember every time coming back to Australia again after trips. I haven't been in 10, 11 years, but I was having lots of big feelings. Showing oh, I find up. it no. so hard. Really? And similar thing to, as you said, you know, children, I would always find. I'd often go without my ex then and go with my kids and I'd come out and always the house was never how I wanted it. And uh, I'd have all these big feelings about what he'd done or what he hadn't done. And, you know, it's a similar thing. We have, you know, as Lisa calls them, the broken cookie. So we'll find something to locate feelings on. Mm. The feelings want to be heard. They want to be expressed. Oh, God, now you bring out my feelings about oh, sorry. <laughs> Which is huge. Funny. I mean, I'm, I'm yes. an adult, and to be separated yes. from my mum in this way, my yes. parents in this way, it's, it's yeah. hard. And even though it's my choice, yes, it's still hard. So, yeah, so, so for our littlies, Marley yes. is now sitting. She's, now, she's sitting so calm. And this thing, she's sitting calmly. She's next yes. to me, but she doesn't have that clawingness to be that, all over yeah. me. Desperation, isn't it? There's yeah. Desperation. Yeah. She's just pushing me off my chair but she is calmly <laughs> now going to sleep and that's so, the thing talking about sleep you know we need to feel relaxed enough to to be able to sleep don't we so for children around sleep so often it's feelings around separation that are bubbling yes. up then 
So actually understanding this, this is how the psyche works. Feelings around separation, whether that's at birth or at daycare or kinder or school, they will show up around bedtime. And again, the more we can listen there, the more they're actually going to be able to go into that, to go out of that fight or flight and into deep relaxation and sleep. I'd love to talk with you in another podcast about birth, actually. And Great. because so many, yes, because Marion has personal experience of being separated as a baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> not the time. <laughs> and, but so many, it can be really routine and particularly for babies yes. who need an extra bit of help. Yes. That's a real separation that's at, at a core yes. time when they've just come out and they need their mum. So yes. we will talk more about that, I think. That, that would be really yeah, helpful. Let's do that. Great. And also to, to, for reassurance for anyone who, whose baby was taken away from them or you experienced that at, at your own birth, it's never too late to listen no. to those feelings. So it's really our psyches are amazing. We will have many opportunities to listen. Which is why another reason why I love this approach because it's not like, well, you got that wrong. It's you know, a disaster <laughs> for the rest of your life. It's, there's always another... Another and and yeah. likewise, you know, every time we, you know, if there is a drop off that's just horrendous and yes. you do pass over your cre- screaming child and, who, you know, yeah. who's being torn away from you, you're just going, I've got to get out of here. I've got to go to work. Um, there's always going to be a time when you can help your child with that yes. afterwards. And I, I actually just, as I was doing the action of child, I, I can sort of feel almost the, actually, which I know sounds awful, but the irritation sometimes Ooh. that as parents, we can feel like, oh, will you just get off me? I've just got yeah. to go. And, yeah. and the more that we pull away from them going, I've really got to go. I've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. The more that they cling. Whereas actually yes. if we can try, it's so easy said than done, but if we can try and allocate an extra 10 minutes where we could just be more relaxed in our leaving and giving that opportunity for a bit of play and a bit of crying without sort of pulling ourselves away from them, yes. that helps immeasurably yeah. too. And you have some, a great resource around this, don't you, as well, around preparing children, help to, helping children around school and separation and play. Well, yes, in my many courses. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, do. I know. You do. <laughs> many courses, Mara. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I do have a particular schools one where we talk about a lot about separation and I have a masterclass on separation anxiety. It's always a really, a yes. real big topic. So thank you, Marion. That's been oh. so amazing and unexpected. We will talk yes. about anger another time. Yes. But yes, Marley, let's talk about anger another time. We could talk about separation, anxiety another time. We could talk about yes. um, birth. Yes, yes, if you ever want to talk about any other side. So no, many please. brilliant, brilliant things, though. So, yes, Marley's happy. And that's Marley. a bit helpful for me because I was starting to feel a bit irritated with the dog. I almost, <laughs> do you know what I did before? The I, beginning? I know, I saw you because I saw the whole process you went through, which is quite interesting. Isn't I was it? trying to lock her outside <laughs> oh, shush it's very professional here shush and then I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. You. Anyway. yeah I saw you do that and then bring her back in your arms and it's something so touching as well to to reconnect with and I think to reconnect with our inner children I always find that's helpful if our if our child's like clinging and, and we're feeling annoyed is to even putting ourselves in our own shoes how if we were that age and we were doing that what would we most long for sometimes that can just help us for for a moment to step out of you know with compassion of our own feelings that are totally valid too but to step into oh actually i just like a really big hug for 10 minutes yeah (laughs) five minutes or one minute (laughs) can just be enough yes sometimes or sometimes they need more but it can just be enough So, yes, so separation ah, big. Yes. To recap, they're not manipulating you. They're not paying you back when they've been separated from you or asleep over whatever it is. They just have big feelings, which you can help by moving in with play, 
yes. you know, intention to sort of lovingly connect, or they might just get really irritated about yeah. everything. Yeah. And that's just the opportunity to stop and listen and be with them. Yes. Because sometimes we can reassure them, go, but I always come back and I'm, I'm yeah. always here and I'll always do that. But the words sometimes just, they just bounce no. off. They yeah. don't go in. Yeah. They need something yeah. more. Yeah. Information's helpful, but it's not the only need, is it? No. Thank you, Marianne oh, Thank Rose. you. So Me. wonderful. Marvellous woman. <laughs> you are. <laughs> can you just remind everybody of all your oh, fabulousness? Uh, I have a I have a website, marionrose.net, and I have lots of articles. And Amazing articles. Well, actually, I need to update because I haven't added any new ones for about six months. So I need to go and articles. add some new ones. But anyway, um, free courses and courses and things. And um, yeah. Anything in particular you want to? Um, yeah, I want to send them all to your amazing course on no. uh, your workshop, your courses. <laughs> your work, your you can't go wrong with course. either of our courses, however. <laughs> yes, they're both. They're yeah, definitely wonderful. check out Marion Rose. And what's your, what's your Facebook, Marion Rose Transformation Through Mother? Transform, transformation Through Mother, yes. Yes, check out Marion's Facebook page. Oh, all right, thank you, thank you lovely. Speak <laughs> to you next time. So much love to you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing. Thank you.